Welcome to another Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock alongside Eric Crocker, as always, and a very special guest on this very special Wednesday, another Winky Wednesday. Getting into everything going on with those San Francisco 49ers. Another point of view on this 6-6 six and six football team coming up right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? At BD Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker, and today's guest. You already see him down there at the bottom of the screen. If you're watching us on YouTube, as always, every Wednesday, our guest, Nick Winkler, on another Winky Wednesday. Let's bring him out with all the hurrah that he deserves. Nicholas Winkler, <laughs> come on down. Wow. Nicholas. 801. 801. That's a retail price. Oh. 8-10. I don't mind. Can't believe it. All right. What's going on? What's going after this uh, after this big loss by the 49ers? 30-23 to the Seahawks. Are you stinking on this one? Is there anything that you're trying to point a finger at? We had a big picture conversation yesterday, Croc and I did, about what's going on with these 49ers, where they're at. Uh, you know, the quarterback thing, Jimmy G, the, that's always going to be hanging over their heads. Is it coaching? What's going on with this 49ers team? Every time they take a step forward, they take a step back. Six and six, 500. Are they just mediocre? Where are you at with the 49ers in 2021? Yeah, it's tough to, to really put a finger on it for me. I just feel like they just keep making mistakes. Like, it doesn't matter how many good plays they have. It's like, you know, they took three steps forward. They had three good games in a row where they weren't making those mistakes. They were putting things together. Great drives, solid running game. Jimmy wasn't making mistakes. Defense wasn't making penalties. And then you go out and it's like, they just, I don't know what they did. They just did everything wrong. And they still found themselves in a position to win that football game late thanks to a 95-yard drive. You know, I mean, it was it was impressive that they even had a chance at the end. They, they didn't really deserve it because they played so poorly. But, I mean, it was just one thing after the next, right? The penalties, the turnovers, the bad special teams plays, it's it's hard to believe in this football team right now just because you, you, you see it glimpses and then they immediately are like, oh, now we just took five steps back after the three steps forward. So it's, it's tough. Does somebody need to take the fall? Special teams coach mm. Richard Hightower. Uh, you know, Shanahan need to stand up and, and have a mea culpa. Does Jimmy Garoppolo need to lose his job to the young Trey Lance? Um, does Com Tom Comp <laughs> Tom Thompson, does Tom Thompson need to be uh, replaced by Jalen Moore at right tackle? Um, or is this just the Niners lose the Seahawks because that's the way it is? I, I've seen an internet <laughs> meme get thrown around here and uh, Explosivo tagged us in it. He wants us to verify it. The 49ers, Rams, and Seahawks are like rock, paper, scissors. And, you know, 49ers are scissors. They beat paper, which is the Rams. Rams are uh, the Seahawks are rock. Rock beats paper. Rock beats scissors and paper beats rock. Is that just what it is? That's and and we shouldn't look too far into one loss after a nice little run for the 49ers that they'll get right back on it, get right back on the bike and start winning again uh, after a little hiccup against the Seahawks. Crocky, you're shaking your head over there. Yeah, I, I think it's the way they lost, you know, yeah. more so than who they lost to is when they lose games, typically it's in this kind of fashion, just doing a lot of things to kind of shoot themselves in the foot, so much to the point where that had been are, you know, one of our main keys to victory for a while, right? Because during the four-game losing streak, a lot of it was self-inflicted wounds, and we saw a lot of that in the game against Seattle. So I think more so than anything, like, that was why the 49ers lost, not because they were playing against Seattle, because of things that they did to themselves. I think that's why it's hard to put, 
you know, one person to take the fall too, is because it was so many people that that you know messed up in this game that made mistakes. I mean, there were some bright spots too. I mean, obviously, Asher, that was awesome. What a game he had, Kittle. He went off as well. You know, there are definitely some bright spots, but you mentioned Compton. I mean, how much did we know we were going to miss Mike McGlinchey? You know, we, we took it for granted. I kind of talked about that when McGlinchey went down because mm. I, I think McGlinchey, because of his draft slot um, and some really highlight bad plays, people thought he was worse than he was. And when he went down and was gone for the rest of the year and looking at the rest of the roster, how they didn't really have a good backup there. And Jalen Moore wasn't even playing on the right side anyway. It's like, okay, well, you guys that didn't like Mike McGlinchey before might like him a little bit more after he's not around for a while. Because when you start to see what the league is dealing with, and everyone's got a Tom Compton. Like, the, the, If there's better players on the street, the Niners would sign him. That like Every every team has a Tom Compton. would be like, oh, crap, well, that guy's in the game. So you know, if anybody good goes up against him, we're screwed. Like Every team has that. And Croc and I have talked about the, the DBs for the 49ers, how you got to look around the league. There's some bad DBs yeah. around the league. If you look around yeah. the league, there are some really bad offensive lines. Some guys got two Com- Tom Comptons uh, on one offensive line, and it's a bad situation. So the Niners are actually in a good place versus some other teams on the offensive line. But the question is, is the young players, the rookie, better than Tom Compton? And I think he sh- he is, and I think he should be allowed to play if your guy's going to be giving up safeties and uh, giving up the uh, game-ending play where uh, Carlos Dunlap's batting the ball down because the rookie could do that too. Great. I think it's more so about, you know, can a rookie potentially get to the point to where you need him to where you can win games with that? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, maybe Compton right now is slightly better. And Kyle's like, you know, kind of same thing with the quarterback situation. Kyle's like, well, Compton gives us a better chance to win right now than Jalen Moore. And we're looking at it like, uh, maybe he has the potential to get better, you know, each game right. with more reps. We already know what Tom Compton is. So, you know, I think that's the kind of my main takeaway from the offensive line, but yeah, you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head, Brian, when you said the NFL is dealing with it, and I've talked about it with the secondary. Hell, you have uh, T. Higgins had like 150 yards last game. Everybody wants Asante Samuel Jr. He was on that field. I don't know where he was at or who he was covering, but if he had anything to do with anything covering T. Higgins, they didn't do a good job. Guys around the league are getting torched. It's not just 49er guys. Niners are going to get tested, by the way, against those Bengals next week. Joe Burrow's not af- afraid to throw it deep. He's got Jamar Chase on one side. Yeah. He's got uh, T. Higgins on the other side. Higgins is really good at going up and getting the ball, his ball skills. He's been the number one receiver, actually, even after the hot start from Jamar Chase. Did you see the Jamar Chase drop that turned into an interception last <laughs> week? Oops. Yeah, one of my guys said that Jamar Chase is out there point shaving. <laughs> That's, <laughs> what like. That's what it looked like. It kind of looked. It was kind of like the Gerald Everett interception where it's just like bounces off his feet and pops it up in the air and and uh somebody in the end and the uh the defense defensive back ends up picking it off but um that's gonna be a challenge for the 49ers defensive backs next week against those cincinnati Bengals. but i bet what it is with compton and jalen moore is just um and this is a classic kyle shanahan thing it, you know there's something that jalen moore doesn't know quite as well as compton you know he probably right. you know blocked the wrong way on a certain run concept or something. And, you know, he doesn't uh, he like Compton knows where to be. So he's the one that's in there, even though he's getting beat, even when he's in the right place. Yeah. I think that his history of being a starter also in the NFL, like you said, it just kind of makes Kyle feel a little bit more comfortable getting him in there, but it's like, you're, you're losing anyways with him in there. I get it. You had a, a nice three game stretch and this and that, but yeah, it might be time to, to go with the rookie there. And you know me, I'm a Jimmy guy. If Jimmy didn't have a bad game here, but, you know, would Lance do worse? 
I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of at that point now where I'm I'm starting to teeter totter the other way, where it might be time to uh, at least start get some more get some packages back in there. At least get him back on the field. Get him some time. My thing was it wasn't necessarily about one loss. I, I look at yeah. like the 49ers are six and six, and that's right. not ideal. So that's the part I have. It's not even really, and we talked about it yesterday. It's not even about Jimmy Garoppolo. It's really about Trey Lance and where he's at and where the 49ers are as a group. I think Benjamin Solak, we had him on the podcast maybe a month or so ago, and he hit the nail on the head. This was during the 49ers win streak or losing streak. When do you get rookies in there to develop and like what is their leash, right? Well, you had Jalen Moore in there, and he was kind of doing this back and forth thing with Moore and Compton. What's the right way to go about developing right. guy that developing the guy that needs reps? So Peacock just touched on it, or maybe, maybe it was you, Winky, talking about how maybe there's a play here and there where maybe Compton knows how to do something a little bit better than Moore, but Moore can't learn how to do that, you know? And right. how much do you let him just, hey, we, we need you to learn. We need you to get those reps. And it seems like Kyle Shanahan is having a tough time balancing developing young guys and going with another guy that maybe knows more, but he just isn't good. All right. I got some good listener tweets here that we've got to get into next as we continue this Winky Wednesday edition. Uh, Wink, I'm going to still give you the floor if there's anything else you're stinking on with these 49ers. We've got to turn the page, start looking ahead a little bit more to uh, Week 14 and those Cincinnati Bengals coming up. But I want to tell the folks out there about on location guys it's never too early to start thinking about the super bowl especially when it's all going down so close to home super bowl 56 in los angeles just a little shot down the road if the niners are there will they be there i don't know it's still possible still that seventh seat uh no matter who it is though super bowl 56 it's so is less than 100 days away and on location the official hospitality partner of the nfl is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star L.A. hotels, and food chefed up by the great Wolf Game Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Search Super Bowl on location. I have a Super Bowl feeling about this season. Let's get there with on location. Croc, we're already talking about going to L.A. Why not just wait for the Super Bowl if the Niners are going to be back down there playing again, maybe. Uh, uh, Bet online. There's something else you can bet on. NFL futures, Niners in the Super Bowl. Is there another team you see that you think is going to get there? Bet online has you covered for all the props, odds, and lines, and much more than ever before as this football season continues the march toward the playoffs bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use promo code locked on to receive said bonus not only football you got hoops college and pro nhl boxing ufc your favorite Vegas casino games, poker, blackjack, that's your thing. They got it at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, fellas, 
Let me give Wink his bottom line here so people know what's going on at Bay Area Wink if you want to find Nicholas Winkler, Brian Peacock, and Eric Crocker with you as we are every day. Thanks for making us your first listen here on Lockdown 49ers at BD Peacock. At Eric underscore Crocker is where some of these questions come in. Jake wants to know, is it possible if Kyle's got RG3 injury trauma? He says, it's a bit irrational, but with Trey's early knee sprain and no snaps since makes no sense. Is he scared to repeat the history and play Lance too early in a run-heavy attack before developing him as a pocket passer? Your thoughts. Is he afraid of getting Trey hurt? Because the only thing he knows to do with Trey Lance right now is to go run-heavy, go zone read, and use him as a running back. Not buying it. I can just. I don't even have to go along with it. I don't have to go any further with that. I can tell by the looks on their faces, it's a big, yeah. uh, it's a big no from both Wink and Croc. Yeah, I, I think it's just really not knowing how to work in a guy when you're preparing yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo to be the starter. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, he kind of came out and said it right. I, I, I'm Jimmy gives us our best chance to win. If I bring in Trey Lance for these, you know, one or two plays, it throws off my whole rhythm. So Kyle kind of already told us what's going on there. I believe him. Yeah. It calls plays to set up other plays. So if yeah. he comes in and he has, you know, this idea of, okay, I'm going to run these plays right here. Okay, this is part of the script. And then, oh, let's throw in Trey Lance. And then that might mess up his whole rhythm of how he sees things playing out later. So mm-hmm. that's that's me just trying to figure it out as well with, with our uh, listener. I think Kyle Shanahan would have fun with Trey Lance too because, like, imagine, like, isn't that – isn't that Kyle's ideal world is to have a running back as his quarterback and then a running back at all his receiver spots and a running back at tight end right. and a running back at fullback and then mix them all around. And then you, you, you know, you're basically Kyle wants to play Trey. That's why he drafted him. I, I the hold up thing is what's kind of weird for me. Um, I think the game planning part is already, uh, you know, a 23 and a half hour a day job for an NFL coach. I think it's just, there's not enough time for him to get two quarterbacks ready. And I think he's realizing that. And I think that's one of the tough spots and it's a, it's just a complete all or nothing with Trey Lance versus versus uh, Croc doesn't like it. Well, it could be, it, it, maybe it he, should, he wouldn't be the first guy run it completely different. He wouldn't he be the first guy to work another guy in at different points. Again, sure. Just reference the, I mean, we always talk about, you know, what well, RG3 or whatever, but and I touched on the Cam Newton thing earlier, and that maybe that was a little different. Uh, Lamar Jackson, they worked him in just fine before Lamar Jackson took over as the starter. They used him in like package situations, and most of it was running the ball. So, I think, I mean, Kyle is the, the guy that figures that stuff out. Like, use this to your advantage. You have a quarterback that, yeah, you want to run under center, you want to run your traditional office with them, fine. But right now, he brings a different dynamic that can only help expand on what you're doing offensively. You know, whether it's in right. a, you know, between, you know, 20 to 20 or in the red zone where we've seen him have a lot of success with Trey Lance. So, you know, running and throwing. It's not even like you have to just run the ball with Trey Lance. There's all types. Like, I, I don't understand why there's no creativity with it when you have someone that is so dynamic and does so many different things and brings a totally different dynamic and really would throw off defense. I bet defenses are happy. They don't use yeah. him. Like, oh yeah, that's, I don't got to worry about him using using Trey Lance. You know, like it doesn't even make sense. 
That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, you, you know, he, I think I like he's doing them a favor a little bit. <laughs> he's just like, oh, no, don't worry about it. You got Garoppolo the whole time because he threw them that curveball early on where you saw the packages. And you know that was given the defensive coordinators fits, you know, where they're like, Did oh, are they going to the do this Raiders? all the time? That, they the use Mariota. I'm, yeah. No, no, not look, using them. But they, yeah, they've done that too. But yeah. When the 49ers played against the Raiders in the preseason, and remember, oh. Kyle Shanahan have a plan for it. He just went right. out and just like, yeah, I was just calling kind of whatever. Maybe you need to just call whatever because they marched right down the field. And Trey Lance didn't even keep the ball in any of those carries. He, But it was holding the guys on the end. Yep. Mostert was getting around the edge easily. It was opening up running lanes. And then Jimmy ended up actually running it in. But then they used uh, Trey Lance again on his drive, and he did the read option, and he scored. I mean, it was like – this looks so easy and you're making it so difficult. But uh, you got to think about it this way too. Maybe, maybe there's a rookie running back, right? You're talking about Tom Compton, who's a bad right tackle or a rookie right tackle. Like there's a lot of young guys that are going to be around him. So when you insert Trey Lance into that situation, you're adding another rookie or young element into your offense, which is complex. I mean, they, they talk about that a lot, that this is not an easy offense to pick up. So for me, I, I just think that Jimmy does give them the best chance to win right now, just because there is that element of everybody needs to know where they're, they're going to be. And maybe everybody doesn't right now. So Jimmy's like, you go there, you go there. But can Trey do that? Like, I don't know. Maybe he can. I, I just feel like maybe it, it is the safest bet, but it's also probably the smartest bet at this point. I have a question for you, for you, Nick. All right. So we're, we're, we're talking about Jimmy and he gives the 49ers mm -hmm. the best chance to win. But what happens when the 49ers aren't really winning with the person right. that gives you the best chance to win? Yeah, I was going to ask you guys that question. What do you think happens this weekend if they go out and they lose to the Bengals and, and Jimmy has a poor game? Do you think it's time? Like, I mean, I would think that it's time, but do you think that Kyle will think that it's time? Didn't Kyle have a quote? And I agree with what you guys are saying, too. Like, even if you just had a show me play, even mm. if just that one fourth and one play and you put Trey Lance in the game, just to make every defensive coordinator every week have to prepare for Trey Lance yep. packages and Trey Lance stuff. Just have some show me stuff, put them out there every once in a while. It makes your job easier. And even if you're not even trying to do something with it, you're just putting them out there to hand the ball off on a normal run that you were going to call anyway on a first down that Jimmy was going to turn and hand the ball off the same way. Like it, it, it just makes it, it, it will make the other team spend more hours preparing for you. They got to respect it. They got to right. yeah, respect it. And they, they script the plays to begin anyway. So why say that it's going to throw off your game if you script it in there? Just put it in there. Just one play where all of a sudden, it, maybe even Trey Lance just throws it deep. You know, just, oh, whoa, whoa, what's this? You know, something that, like you guys said, that the defense isn't expecting that they then, every team for the next few weeks are going to have to remember that one play that happened and they're going to have to practice it. Didn't Kyle say something back in like maybe early October, I think it was at some point when Jimmy got hurt and Trey came in anyway. Didn't Kyle say something? Um, maybe Seahawks game, maybe Cardinals game, Colts game, if somewhere in there, Kyle said something like he was about to make a quarterback change anyway. Did he, did he slip that in where he was talking about, or like he's told Jimmy, you got to play better if you want to like, if there was something I, I don't remember what it is, but I feel like he, it, like Kyle was almost going to go to Trey full time after the Niners lost a few games, and then somehow that that idea kind of went away. Do, do, you, do yeah. you guys remember that? You you're talking about when he sprained his knee? But I'm after about the that. Cardinals, after the Cardinals game, he a few weeks later, like weeks later, 
he had said if Trey Lance when they had like they were encouraged by what they saw, and if Trey Lance when they had sprained his knee, then he would have started the next game. Yes, yes, okay, that's what it was. That's, that's what it right. was. Yeah. Now so we don't he, know if he's just talking or if that was really his thing, but it kind of doesn't take me as someone that would just throw that out there. You know, I, right. I don't know, but that's, that's what he said. Big one. Yeah, it's a pretty big one that not a lot of people have talked about. We never really talked about it that much. And if it was that, was it really that close to being Trey Lance's job? Because if, if, if healthy Trey Lance starts a game over healthy Jimmy Garoppolo, it's Trey Lance's job forever. That almost happened if he didn't sprain his knee after the right. Cardinals game. And yeah. then we don't see another snap from him? Like, then, yeah. well, and then what happened was Jimmy Garoppolo uh, played against uh, the Colts. And, you know, you could say, well, it was the issue. But then he says... Well, Jimmy wasn't a game away from being benched. And then he played against the Bears. Bears. And Jimmy had a good game, but mm -hmm. halftime, they were right before halftime, Trey Lance was warming up. So I do think Jimmy was kind of on that edge of mm. all right, dude, we're we're making this switch. But then Jimmy hit a switch. He won that game, played well second half, lost the next game, I believe, to Cardinals, but Jimmy played well. And he continued to play well enough to win. And I think that was enough to hold off Trey Lance. So I mentioned the, the the bit earlier. What do you guys think this coming Sunday, Jimmy comes out flat in the first half? The 49ers are, are losing. Do you think that they would even make a halftime switch to Trey Lance? I, I hope not. I hope yeah, not. I, 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 don't, I don't want Trey Lance playing in the game that he wasn't – it wasn't right. prepared for him. Like – Game plan for him, Art. Like he gets the reps in practice because right now we're talking about probably a, what is it was a ninety ten split in in the reps preparing for quarterback. So I don't want you know I want to give him the best chance to succeed. So okay, yeah. Jimmy Flat. All right, we're just gonna have to finish this out. <laughs> you know, I don't want to it would be a panic move to go to to go to Lance. But I think you, they would stick with it from the, from that point on. They would just stick with Lance. Yeah, but I think get, maybe that's what Kyle doesn't want to do. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to put Trey Lance in a situation and then be like, all right, well, no, I'm going to put, you know, it's like when he goes to Lance, that's yeah. it. Right. Right. Especially if Jimmy's healthy. I think that's kind of part of it for Kyle. I think he, I think he doesn't, there's something, there's no plan. He's just kind of, and he feels kind of that, that post game presser. He looks brought and disheveled and kind of beaten down by the whole thing. And I feel like Kyle's not really, looking at things too clearly especially in the season there's so much on him game planning and being the head coach i feel like he's he, he doesn't have laser focus on some other big things that us from the outside looking in are obvious i think he's maybe you know uh, you can't see the forest for the trees is the saying and i feel like kyle has some of that going on and i think for kyle he would probably rather let trey come in at halftime of a game and then still have the opportunity to make a decision rather than just starting Trey for, say, the Falcons game, which would be a good game for him to start, give him the whole week to lead up. I, I get the feeling Kyle would be the type to put Trey in at halftime of a Bengals game, which is which I agree with you, Croc. That's not the best way to do it. He, he needs those reps at least for you know one solid week of practice, even though he hasn't gotten them all season. Give him the first team reps before you throw him out there for – uh, for you know, as the as the as the as the quarterback, I don't think you say, "Oh yeah, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is playing bad. He's playing flat right now. Uh, Trey Lance gonna save us." <laughs> it's like what? You haven't got me no snaps in six weeks. Now all of a sudden, I gotta come in and save the team. Come on, right? And unless he looks amazing, you would probably believe the door open to go back to Jimmy again the next week too. 
Give yeah, I mean that's Kyle giving himself options, right? Right. Instead exactly. of, that's why yeah. I feel like he's on the fence, and that's what Kyle would do. He would rather have that mm-hmm. option rather than it's because as soon as he starts Trey, it's over. It's done. You right. can't go back. Could he go back? Oh, what if he? All right, we, we we can't go down that road right now. Uh, we got some Twitter questions to get to coming up on this Winky Wednesday episode of Locked On 49ers, but I want to let the folks out there know about Built Bar this holiday season. We were talking about Built Bar off the air, even that's such a good snack. Crocky uh, needs some of those in his life. We're all talking about our our diets and what we need to do to get our our bodies right. I know it's hard to tell uh, on camera. We probably all look like we're in our prime. But I can assure you, um, I am not. And Built Bar is something that can help you get there. It is a protein bar that tastes fantastic. It tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar. It doesn't. It's not grimy. It's not chalky like some protein bars can be. Built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, low in fat, and high in protein. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein in most built bars great flavors too mint brownie raspberry double chocolate we've got some new puff flavors at built.com something for everyone get a mixed box if you're not sure what flavor of built bars you want because it's the season of peace and love don't bring up your favorite built bar flavor at family parties people are so passionate about their favorite flavor. you don't, you don't want to see a family fight or anything like that because it good could get out of hand so uh here's a tip actually Built Bar in a, in a cup of hot cocoa. Something I've learned about recently that is uh, fantastic with Built Bars. Make sure you got some napkins on hand, uh, and it makes your favorite beverage taste a little better. Plus, you have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Tons of flavors. Go to Built.com and find one for yourself or get a mixed box and use promo code LOCKED15 when you're there to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, fellas, I'm going to go to my guy Kruger here. He's got a two-parter. First, he says, Croc, I hear you about caring only about Trey's development, but think on this. If the Niners had Pat's special teams, they'd be 8-4 and four despite the injuries, interceptions, etc. It has to be the priority for a head coach. All that lost yardage on returns adds up, and three fumbled kickoffs last four games versus Seattle. A trend. What do you think? I wonder, I want, I want Krug to go a little further with that. Which games would have been decided? If the Niners had the Patriots special teams, eight and four rather than six and six, which two games that were losses flipped to wins? I think he's talking about both Seattle games. Just both Seattle games? That's easy. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That was the Trent Cannon fumble game, the first Seattle game. Mm-hmm. Oof. One was a Trent Cannon fumble, and then the other one, he like misjudged the ball and then like bounced in the air. Then he had to get it and he fell down with it at like the 10 yard line. It was like at the seven or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and which game, which game was the, the no kicker? Robbie Gold got hurt pregame. Uh, Arizona. No. First oh, no. Arizona. Was it Seattle? No, Seattle. Seattle. That was the Seattle game. Okay, so yeah, that was uh, yeah a ton of special teams in that game. So you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both Seattle games I could see getting flipped. Both were one-score games, and both were massively marred on special teams. That's interesting. Special teams. Is that where, is that where Pete has an edge over Kyle? Is special teams every time they play? Man. No? 
Special teams is a big part of the game. It's hard I mean, to argue, you know, it's, against it's that. The third phase. We never talk. We yeah. don't give special teams enough credit on the show, Croc. It it is. It is important. It's a huge but, deal if the Niners were eight and four right now. That's massive. I feel like things happen, right? Like special teams, like it. it Sometimes not ideal, right? Like a fumble on kickoff return, like that's terrible, especially sending the team up with short field. But I can't focus on that when my quarterback throws multiple interceptions that give the other team great field position. My right tackle, who's Compton, he's probably going to get beat. He gets beat off the edge. It results in a safety. Like I feel like there's all these other things that, all right, like maybe the special team slips on a couple of plays or whatever. I'm supposed to have these other guys that are able to cover up for that. And that's what's not happening. I'm not putting out on Jimmy. I already got people attacking me about Jimmy Garoppolo and stuff. Not putting out on Jimmy. I'm just saying in general. <laughs> it's pretty amazing what you've done with Jimmy Garoppolo, Croc, because you've got people coming at you for being too kind to Jimmy, and you've got people coming at you for being too hard on Jimmy. So that's pretty amazing. Well done. Maybe I should just go one way and just and go hard <laughs> on that one. instead of being neutral. Because nah, everybody thinks I, am. I don't hate Jimmy G. I don't hate Jimmy G. I just think oh, team can't. is six and six. And if I'm gonna be six and six, it's not gonna be with Jimmy. I don't play him to be six and six. I play Jimmy Garoppolo mm -hmm. to be eight and four, nine and three. So if I'm gonna be six and six with a quarterback, it's gonna be with my rookie quarterback and him getting a valuable rep. So I'm better for it next year. To be fair, Jimmy is six and five. Burn. Dang, take that <laughs> yes. winning for Jimmy W. Jimmy but Jimmy still W six and six. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you want to replace a winning quarterback with a quarterback who's 0-1 in his career? 0-1? Horrible. Never won, never won in his career? Yeah, I mean, she, I, I, he may not win nothing, but we spent <laughs> – we used three first-round picks on him. <laughs> yeah. Got to get him going at some point. It's not like it you're just right. magically gets better next year. Yeah, to Cougar's point, though, even despite the injuries and interceptions and everything else that has gone bad in some games, questionable – uh, refs, questionable play calling, whatever it is. Eight and four special teams with Jimmy doing the exact same, with Kyle doing the exact same. Something to it. I like maybe that. that's how Kyle's looking at it. Yeah, maybe there's your fall guy. I mean, literally, you have to fire your special teams coach if you look at it that way, though. And it doesn't sound like Kyle wants to fire his guy, Richard Hightower. Uh, and I, I, I think Hightower's gone. I've never really been on that train, and it's not like there's some NFL caliber, or maybe there is NFL caliber special teams coaches out there. Maybe the, the assistant special teams coach could do just as good or a better job. I have no idea. But, yeah, it, it does feel like now, especially after that last game, something's going on there. The, uh, the untouched touchdown in a game mm. you lose by seven and they just roll down the field and get a free touchdown on you, that, that looks really bad on the special teams coordinator. I bet there's some kind of analytical stat for like expected points over special teams or something that shows the 49ers at the bottom. Right. <laughs> they don't, yeah, they never do anything good on special teams. Yeah. Let's see if I can find a little something because I think we've got some. I haven't really looked at DVOA special teams rankings, but I think there are. And. Mm -hmm. I think I can find those. So let me see if I can That's find those. What we're missing. Um, if, if you guys go back, and I know it's not 2019, but <laughs> you go back to that year, there were a couple of big kickoff returns, like for yep. like touchdowns. And uh, Richie James had a couple really long ones setting up like uh, short field, had some against the Packers. Like there were some good returns. Kind of missing that. Uh, Cannon had like one right before a halftime recently, but there haven't been that like that touchdown or punt return for a touchdown or 
I don't, I can't even think of the last time punt return for a touchdown, but there haven't been a kickoff return for a touchdown or like real great, like field position where you're on the other side, like 20 yard line or something like that. Or, or a block kick. Like, has that ever even happened for the 49ers? You see them all the time. You know, if you're watching the red zone on Sundays, but it's like, when was the last time a 49er blocked a kick? Somebody out there. Help me with that. Football Outsiders DVOA, the 49ers special teams ranks 22nd out of 32 teams. Mm. It's not great. Middle of the pack, just like their record. Yeah. <laughs> and it's broken down. Into, so field goals, extra points. Niners are middle of the road, not 20th. Okay. Kickoffs. 49ers are third in the league. Wishnowski mm. bombing it out of the end zone. Got a big leg. Make it Someone fast. just asked me about some of his kicks, though, because it seems like some of them he hangs up just short like of the goal line, so you have to return it, and then it's only getting returned to like the 20-yard line. Yeah. That's quality. Wait, hold on. Let me make sure that I was looking at that right. I was looking at that entirely wrong. Uh-oh. Third worst on kickoffs. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ouch. Third worst on kickoffs. Kickoff returns. Second worst in the league. <sighs> oh. Kickoff unit. I think we're seeing something here. Um, punts. Okay. Punts are fourth best. So punts are toward the top. Punt returns are 20th again. Hmm. Not yeah. good special teams. Here we are. Not good. That's bad kickoff and kick return. Ugh. Anyway, so that's that's according to his Football Outsiders DVOA. Clean it up, guys. Yeah. One more quickie before we go here, and this finishes up the conversation with Kruger. And we, we were talking about perfect football yesterday and, and 49ers, how they do in games where the script goes bad for them. Um, he said, though they did beat the Vikings and Lions with imperfect play. This is an ongoing issue with Kyle, not the quarterback. No plan B, no difference making in the margins. Once weather officiating injuries go against him, he doesn't bridge the gap. Carroll did Sunday. Bill Belichick did on Monday Night Football. So uh, Kruger's uh, Kruger's going hard at the coaching staff here, both Kyle and the special teams coordinator, what are your thoughts? It, does Kyle do a bad job of bridging the gap? Because it sounds like Kruger really agrees with us about the 49ers not doing well in games where they can't play bully ball and where they can't uh, be the big kid on the block for 60 minutes. I think we do see quite a few times where he doesn't make that halftime adjustment. You know, where you think he, you're like, okay, they're going to go in and figure this out, and then they just don't. I mean, you saw what happened on Sunday. You know, they their second half was garbage. You know, they came out, they looked good in the first half. They made a few mistakes here and there, but... Oh, man, they really blew that game in the second half. That was tough to watch. That That's why it's tough for me to just be like, oh, the special teams coach, because your offense yeah. scored zero points in the second half. Right, right. So, yeah, I'm, special teams contributed to a loss, but I feel like just, there's bigger issues. You had zero points in the second half. Mm-hmm. Wink, looking at those Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh. How are you feeling about week 14? Where are you at with this team right now? I think we are all riding high after three games, and – uh, and believing in the 49ers train that was rolling. Is it, uh, are, are you pausing now a little bit before this? Um, and I don't even know how to feel about these AFC teams. Who's good, who's not good. The Bengals have a pretty good record. They've got seven wins right now. They would be a playoff team if they were in the NFC, but 
all these AFC teams seem capable of losing every week and they all seem capable of winning every week. And it seems like the 49ers are the exact same way. So uh, I don't know. Is this just you, you give the you give the Bengals three points at home. How do you feel about this one with uh, the Bengals who are, by the way, favored by one point right now at home against the Niners. So that means Niners would have a two point advantage at a neutral site. So this this, it's pretty close to a pick them game here with Bengals and 49ers in week 14. How are you feeling about it early in the week? Wink. Yeah, I feel like they're a similar team to the 49ers where one week they play great and then the next week they fall flat on their face, you know? And so to me, you just got to hope that you cut out the mistakes. I mean, that's been the key to victory for the 49ers all season. Don't don't be the reason that you lose. You know, go out there and if you're going to lose, just get beat. Don't don't be the ones out there turning the ball over, making mistakes, stupid penalties, pass interference, you know, personal fouls, all this nonsense. And I'd love to say, oh, it's that 10 a.m. start time, uh, but it's not. They moved it to the 1 o'clock start time because I know the Niners do really well in that early morning uh, kickoff. But I, I just I just, I just, hope that the 49ers show up, and I hope that they they don't make the mistakes because they could beat that football team. When, when everything's clicking, they're a great football team. But when it's not, they, they've proven that they're pretty poor. To your point, if they play like that, they can beat any team. They can beat Asian. anybody in the NFL. That, now, the issue mm-hmm. is half the times they do, half the time they don't. Right. <laughs> you know, so that's more the issue. But yeah, they cut out those mistakes and they don't have the boneheaded. Like, this team is very talented. And I do believe in, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo being able to lead this team to victories or being a, be a part of that. Now it's just. You know, don't do the things that help contribute to losses. And if they don't mm-hmm. do that, then they'll win. Really good team. <laughs> now, I, I don't I don't see the 49ers step on the field and just feel like these other teams are more talented than them. No. Agreed. It's gonna be fun. I'm I'm really interested to see how the 49ers do here in Cincinnati in week 14. Croc and I will have plenty of that game to talk the rest of the week. A crossover with the hosts of Locked On Bengals and of course our Friday Keys to Victory episode coming up. Thanks for making us your first listen every day right here on Locked On 49ers. And Wink, thanks for stopping by again on this Winky Wednesday. My pleasure, guys, as always. All right. Talk to you tomorrow right here, Locked On 49ers. See you.